Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Presented by Progressive Insurance with the great Adam Schefter, our insider extraordinaire, joining me here on the Goodyear Hotline on a day of enormous news. It was just under an hour ago that Adam Schefter, Schefter, you'll actually appreciate how this broke on, on our show. So, you know, Bubba, who runs the board on the show here, he will talk in my ears sometimes. So I'm in the middle of an entirely other conversation. And he, te- he says something to me that he says frequently, which is check Schefter Twitter, check Schefter Twitter. So I go to it, but for some reason it wasn't loading. So I just had to vamp, and the th- the tweet you had prior to that was a, a lineman I'd never heard of being released by someone. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this can't possibly be the news they're making me race to. And then as it turns out, of course, it is the news that Cam Newton has been released by the Patriots, and I'm told there may be some other news in the air as well. Shefty, what do we have? Well, the latest screen is that the New England Patriots have cut Cam Newton. They have gone with Mac Jones as their starting quarterback. And moments ago, we also just reported that the Patriots are placing their Pro Bowl cornerback, Stephon Gilmore, on the pup list, which means he will miss at least the first six games of the season, mm. which is a blow to the Patriots' defense. Absolutely. Now, there had been a whole contract kerfuffle with him. Let's deal in that one quickly before we get back to Cam. There had been a whole contract kerfuffle situation with him. Where, where, where did that all net out, and how, if at all, does that factor into this? Yeah, well, they did not get a contract figured out, and I would guess that that removes the incentive for Gilmore to push the injury, the surgery that he's still recovering from, to get on the field. Now, when he had the surgery, came at the end of last season, I think it's about a nine-month recovery from a surgery like that, typically. And so he, he's just not quite ready. Now, would it be different if he had the con- – I don't, I don't know the answer to that, right? We'll never know. It's mm-hmm. fair to wonder, I guess, but I don't have the actual answers to that question. All right, to one way or another, a very eventful day in Foxborough. Stefan Gilmer goes on PUP, so he'll miss at least the first six games. And then, of course, the quarterback decision. So let, let's start yep. with the easy part of this. What is your reaction to Bill choosing to go with the rookie Mac Jones in a season that I think increasingly feels filled with a lot of promise in Foxborough? I am not the least bit surprised mm. that Mac Jones will be the opening day starting quarterback. He had been incredibly impressive. He had led eight drives this preseason. All eight resulted in some type of score, either a field goal or a touchdown. They loved what they saw. He was better than they expected. He didn't make rookie mistakes. He was better than advertised. He was all those things that should worry you as a Jet fan, Greeny. Yeah, but what surprised me some, and maybe it shouldn't have, was that they released Cam Newton. That was the part. I was not expecting today. But I think when you take a step back and look at it, if you know that you are moving forward with your rookie quarterback, do you need to keep a former NFL MVP around in the locker room as the backup? Is that the best situation? Is that what you want when you're putting all the chips on the table for a young rookie quarterback? Not to mention the issues that he's had with COVID and his vaccination status and all those things, I don't believe that drove the decision at all, but you factor it all in together and you come up with the fact that they decided that it was better to move on from him and release him. And so that will be the surprise cut of the day. I don't care what happens the rest of the day as we get 864 roster moves today with 32 teams having to trim 27 players each. I I can't imagine that there's more of a significant move than the Patriots releasing the former MVP – of the NFL. And I, so that 
is obviously the headline move of the day. No, I'm with you completely, Greeny and Shefty here on ESPN Radio. The other thought, I, I too was very surprised by this, of course. The other thought that entered my mind, and, and I called up Booger and he came on and he had a similar thought, is maybe this was a decision that was mutually reached uh, by Bill and Cam that if Cam wasn't going to be the quarterback, that he would give him a chance to go try and play somewhere else, which is the primary reason I wanted to talk to you. I know that this is just in, in sort of just happening, but is there any obvious place to think of? Like, what, what does Cam Newton's future in football look like now that he's been released by New England? It's an interesting question, and I think that there's not an obvious landing spot for him around the league. And think back to when he was a free agent quarterback. He's now been a free agent quarterback in each of the last two off seasons. Mm-hmm. One of them, he didn't sign until July. And that may have been may have had something to do with the fact that it was the start of the pandemic, he couldn't take visits, all those other things. Now, again, he was a free agent quarterback this past offseason, and he did resign in New England at a contract value that was not commensurate with what you would expect of a former MVP and a starting quarterback. And that meant that the market wasn't there. So the market was soft for him this offseason. The market wasn't there for him last offseason. It's two straight offseasons where teams have not been exactly knocking down Cam's door. And now he's been released by the Patriots. So what is his market? I, I would say it's been what it's been the past two offseasons, kind of flat. And I think what it'll be is, my guess, there might be some team that's interested in him now. Uh, I don't expect there to be a lot of teams, but I would think it's more about now, is there a quarterback team Is there a team that suffers an injury at the quarterback position Mm -hmm. that has a sudden need? Can you think off the top of your head of a team today that needs to go sign Cam Newton to upgrade its roster? No. We we were just going through this here. There were a few places you would think that if he had an equal shot, maybe he'd have a chance to win the job. I think I'm thinking of Houston. I was thinking of Denver. Um, Marcus Spears tweeted, go back up Dak in Dallas. There would be something just interesting about that because it's endlessly interesting. And then, of course, we have the Carson Wentz situation in Indianapolis, which I don't know exactly where that's going to net out. But, no, the answer to your question is there isn't an obvious place where you would think the minute they got this news, the first thing they would do is call Cam Newton and try and bring him in. No, no. And, and, and there have been every team, every team has had a chance to go sign the last two off seasons. And the only ones, the only one that has was New England. And one went into July and one was a fairly low contract. So to me, it's more of a situational fit, a circumstantial fit, depending on what happens uh, with the quarterback injury or so. That, that's my guess. But listen, maybe there's some team laying the weeks that always is like Cam that is waiting for it to come free. That, that always should be. We'll wait and see what winds up happening. Shefty, you're the best, as always. Thank you, my friend. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Greeny. Have a great day. All right, it's Adam Schefter with me here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. We'll have Greg McElroy a little later in the hour that will sort of go through more of this stuff. Again, Shefty's point is correct. This will be the biggest surprise of the day regardless of what happens. In the meantime, one of the things that I always trust Hembo to do is check and see what people are saying to us on Twitter. What, if any, reaction are we getting to the spider story? Because this has thrown me off. 
And, and, and you know, I, I, for those of you just joining me, let, let me once again set the stage on this story. They have a real problem in Ireland. <laughs> but right now, we got a real issue in Ireland. And I love the nation of Ireland. I've been over there to play golf. I love it. I love the courses down in the southern part of the country. Bally Bunyan, Port Marnock. I love going up to Northern Ireland and, and playing up there, Port Rush and, and Royal County down. I, be, I love Ireland. But I'm considering not going now because the nation is under attack from sex-crazed spiders the size of your hand. Apparently, these are not just any sex-crazed fist-sized spiders, but they're spiders that can go from zero to 60 in one second. And so experts are warning the people in in Ireland to, quote, keep your eyes peeled and your wits about you. Now, again, it raises two questions. One, how do we determine that a particular spider is sexually aggressive? Like, how can we tell the difference between the sexual aggressiveness of one spider versus another? Who's doing that research? (laughs) And the second is, why do I have to be worried about it? Like, if a spider can move 60 miles an hour, I guess that's of some concern. But do I have reason to believe that the sexual aggression of this spider is going to be aimed at me? (laughs) Because I've never considered that. And if so, I'm not going anywhere near Ireland anytime soon. And that's really what I've been doing over the last half an hour, Greeny. And in our Google Doc, which Nuno usually populates with his opinion, I've populated just a couple of the mating intricacies of spiders. Because I was, you know, I was very curious, this, this, this... Sort of aggression. I was like, is this, is this abnormal in terms of our, our species versus theirs? And as it turns out, it's very abnormal. So here's what you wrote. Female nursery web spiders love nothing more than a snack out of their part. Wait, what does this say? I don't even think I want to read this. Oh, no? It's, 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 it's inappropriate. <laughs> it most certainly is. I mean, it, what, the, the, the mating habit of the spider is startlingly inappropriate, <laughs> as is the fact that re- researchers from the University of Nebraska have found it. I want to know why research is being done at the University of Nebraska about the sexual habits of spiders. <laughs> It turns out it's all about size. Isn't that why they play football? The fun this stuff? Small male spiders are easier to catch as prey. Big females will eat their puny mates <laughs> simply because they're hungry. The size rule holds true in a wide range of spider species. Among wolf spiders, small males were consumed of the time by their female lovers. Mm. So what, what I'm basically understanding here is that the most sexually aggressive spiders are females who upon mating will then eat the male. That's right. And are they suggesting in Ireland that I need to be worried about that? (laughs) I mean, that would suck if you were a male spider. (laughs) It would suck. But (laughs) it doesn't bother me. This is is why we have the University of Nebraska research, because they say, based upon all these studies they've done, the males have to tie up the females beforehand to preserve their own lives. No, I I don't. This is just not a problem that I consider myself one who... I, I don't think any human... Here's what I'm trying to tell you. There's not a human being alive who needs to be concerned about that. (laughs) Like, no one should be researching this. Your son's going to school this year, right? Yes. What is he studying? Uh, Not this. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, if Stevie calls me up midway through the year and says, you know, Dad, I'm thinking of majoring in the aggressive, the sexually, uh, what would even the major be? In arachnophobia, in arachnoid sexual mating habits? Like, what, does, what even is that? How could that be a major? Who's researching this and why? 
I need all of this information. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to Ireland. All right, Greg McElroy will join us here. Uh, I've got a bunch of destinations for Cam Newton. I'm not going to lie to you. This thing has thrown me. Let me take a quick break. I'll be right back on ESPN Radio. Whether on your radio, on your phone, or your smart speaker. Now playing ESPN Radio. He's seen guys that's not even going to make the team. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards in a game. Wake up with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch them on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Greg McElroy on Cam Newton and more joins me live in a little more than 10 minutes on the Goodyear hotline. I also invite you to download the DraftKings app. Use my name, Greeny, as the code. You get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I love DraftKings. I play every single weekend uh, during the NFL season. Okay, so uh, I just found something interesting on Twitter, but you just told me something even more interesting. What did you say is trending now? Cam to Dallas. Cam to Dallas is trending. If you're just turning on your radio and you're just getting this news, Cam Newton has been released by the New England Patriots that came over just about an hour ago. Um, and so it's obviously interesting for two reasons. One is that Mac Jones is now the quarterback of the New England Patriots. And the other is that Cam Newton is in search of a team. And it continues to be my guess, I'm only guessing this, that the release of Cam was at least partially his desire to at least get a shot to go play somewhere else. One way or another, I thought this was an interesting thing that I just saw on Twitter. Lewis Reddick, who played for Bill in Cleveland, upon seeing this news, tweeted, Bill does what Bill does. Right or wrong, the man is cold-blooded and will do what he thinks he has to do, period. Asante Samuel, who played for Bill Belichick a generation later in New England, you obviously remember him, two-time Super Bowl champ, quote-tweeted that and wrote, cold-blooded is an understatement. But without Brady, he is just another coach, in my opinion. Now, I will confess, I don't know much about the history between Asante and Bill. Maybe there is a history there. I don't know. Like, there's something that he has some axe to grind. I I don't know that. But without Brady, he's just another coach, in my opinion. It is fascinating. Because I don't happen to believe that. And I think this year he'll prove that. I think Bill will have huge success with Mac Jones. I think this thing could not have come together better for him. Brady leaves. He has one down year. He has all the cap space in a year in which almost no other teams do because of COVID and everything else. He brings in all the reinforcements in the world, and this guy falls to him at 15. 
Balls to him at 15. He is Brady's clone. He is Tom Brady's clone. So he's going to be great, and they're going to be great. It's that simple. The Patriots are going to be great. In fact, should I go even a step further? Do it. You're feeling it. I'm feeling it. Stand by. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. The New England Patriots are going to win the AFC East this year. This year. The Patriots. They're going to beat out Miami. They're going to beat out the highly touted Buffalo Bills. They will just squeak past the Jets. The New England Patriots are going to win the AFC East this year. That is where my hashtag KOD pick goes. Right now. Mark the tape. You remember I said this. August 31st, we'll bring this back in December. Plus 350. Plus 350 are the odds to do so. Let's go. Plus 350. Mm-hmm. What is Buffalo? Pretty good. They're, they're about even. Stand by. Yeah. I, I, they're even with the Patriots? No, no, no. About they're even They're about odds. even money. Okay, yeah. yeah. Plus 350. So I bet 100 bucks on that. I win 350 bucks. You like that bet. Now we're talking. Mm. That's three and a half to one. I'm not a big fan of the plus 350. I grew up three and a half to one. Why wouldn't we just say it's three and a half to one? Because if it's Why th- do I always have to do the math with 100? Okay, so let's say it's 340. So now it's three and two fifths to one. <laughs> well, no, but three fifty is a very nice even right, number. But it's rarely a nice clean even number. Well, in this particular case, it was. In this particular case, it was. And of all the things that you have told me today that bother me, this is low on the list because it, the other thing that is going on here today, to my enormous embarrassment, <laughs> is that see, Devin, I blame Devin. So Nuno goes away. The producer of the show goes away. And, you know, what's the expression? When the Nuno goes away, the mice will play, whatever it is. Devin. Yep, that's is, the expression. Is, <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> so Devin puts all these ridiculous stories on my screen. And there was one about sexually aggressive spiders in <laughs> Ireland that can run up to 60 miles an hour. And the general public in Ireland is being told to be careful of this, which, again, confuses me no end. Because I don't know why anyone knows about the sexual aggressiveness of one spider versus another. That's A. And B, I really don't understand why people need to be worried about this. If these spiders are being <laughs> aggressive with people, we have a whole other level of problem, which is not suggested in the story. So Hembo has thus done. We're going to have to worry about you, by the way, with human resources. Why is that? Because the research into things that you're doing on a company computer, like you're you're researching things that may very well be flagged as inappropriate. Spider mating habits enter, you mean? Well, you're not going to like this. But here's what I'm now being told. The male spider mates with just one female. That act results in spontaneous death and Genital disfiguration for the male, new research finds. Of all the things about that sentence, and it is a mouthful, the part that bothers me the most is new research finds. Who's funding this research? Like, there's so many things we could be doing with money right now. Like we Big should be fun- funding research <laughs> into cancer cures and any number of other things. The environment, there's a million different places. Who is this is sitting around going, well, you know, I've lived a long time. I've been fortunate enough to make a lot of money. I'm going to leave it to something that really means a lot to me. <laughs> I'm going to donate my entire fortune to researching the sexual habits of spiders. <laughs> Who's doing that? Like, how is this research being paid for? 
The male spider mates with just one female, and the act results in spontaneous death and <laughs> genital disfiguration <laughs> for the male. Which of those is worse? Would you rather suffer spontaneous death <laughs> or genital disfiguration? Oh, spontaneous death. <laughs> Me too. No like, let's let this thing just, let's end this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't have any time for what comes after genital <laughs> disfiguration. I guess, the, well, spontaneous death implies that hap- it happens immediately. I guess, but then it goes on to say that the bride then makes a meal. Of her mate. Well, at that so, point, what difference does it make? Of course. If, if you have been both dead, if you have been both <laughs> spontaneously killed and genitally disfigured, <laughs> really low on my list of concerns is, oh, I hope she doesn't eat me now. Like, that's... <laughs> you know what I mean? Do like, this respectfully. That's just not a problem. Say my name. Listen, it's, it's all well and good here that I'm going to be dead and disfigured. But don't eat me. <laughs> Give me a proper burial, please, like, Charlotte. What the hell is going on with this research... And why are we talking about it? <laughs> like, what has happened to me? I used to be a credible person. I, this is Devin's fault that I've spent half the show. I have spent <laughs> as much time on this now as I have on Cam Newton <laughs> being released. And this is ridiculous. So I'm going to change that in a minute. I'm going to bring in Greg McElroy. I'll let the staff make the decision. Should we ask Greg about the release of... Cam Newton, and now the era of Mac Jones beginning, or should we ask him about this spider business and see if he has any insight into that? I'll let you guys decide, (laughs) and we will do that after this word from DoorDash. It's summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app. And stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. Greg next, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny. The podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live as always from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. And a reminder that Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Again, it's a day with huge news. From the National Football League, as the Patriots have gone with Mac Jones as their starting quarterback, the rookie out of Alabama, and they have released Cam Newton, the one-time NFL MVP, national champion out of Auburn, Heisman Trophy winner, and legend, is now without a team in the NFL, and his future seems very much in doubt. Let's bring in my buddy Greg McElroy to comment on all of these many things. It has been far too long. How are you, Greg McElroy? Oh, doing great, Greeny. It's so good to hear your voice. It feels as though a a good 
looking jet season is upon us, my friend. I feel really, really excited to be with you today. Does it feel that way, Greg? I, I, that was, <laughs> I wasn't planning on asking you anything about that, but now you've piqued my interest. <laughs> well, it's considering uh, what we saw in the preseason, I guess cautious optimism is re- reasonable. And isn't, uh, you know, 6-10, and 5-11 and 11 pretty good by our standards? Well, I mean, when you were 2-14 and 14 a year ago and those two wins were both a mistake, uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's right. Although maybe it won't be. I mean, look, this is not where I plan to start, but what the heck? You took me there. I'll start with the other stuff, and then I'll work my way back to the move that was made today. What, what do you think of Zach Wilson? I have not had a chance to talk to you in a long time. He has looked very good in the preseason. The numbers, for whatever preseason numbers are worth, have been extremely good, and I know fans are excited about what they've seen just from the eye test. What is your sense of him and how good he's going to be? Man, I've loved watching him play so far. There's a certain freedom to his game. Uh, got some of that gunslinger that we have a tendency to lean towards a little bit. I do wonder if some of the risk he's taking right now, he'll be able to pull off as consistently in the regular season going against better competition. But the game against Green Bay, man, he made some throws, Greeny, that were like, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a veteran throw where you got guys that are crossing face, you're trying to throw it back shoulder, and next thing you know, I mean, that requires pinpoint accuracy, and he pulled it off. I mean, I am really excited by what I've seen from him. He clearly isn't going to be phased by the bright lights. He understands the expectations, and I think his brass and bravado was on display throughout the course of the preseason as well, too. So uh, I think bright times are coming as far as the quarterback is concerned for the Jets. I, I love it. I love to hear you say it, and it, it just further cements – uh, my upcoming plans to rename my son Zach and my daughter Wilson. So that all is going to work out very well. Uh, how about the other one everyone's talking about, and that is in Chicago with Justin Fields. W- what have you seen from him relative to your expectation, and how soon do you think he should be the starting quarterback in Chicago? Well, we all know that Andy Dalton's America's favorite punching bag, and understandably so, uh, given his shortcomings in the playoffs throughout his time in Cincinnati. But he still, I thought, did some things this preseason that were okay, not great. And everyone seemed to be ooing and eyeing over Justin Fields. And then he's only backed it up by saying, well, the game's moving slow for us. And I, I kind of like where I'm at. But, Greeny, one thing I've noticed is you can't just drop back and with your eyes at the rush and just first sign of pressure, leave the pocket. Like most of Justin Fields' damage that he did this preseason was done with his legs. And I'm not saying he didn't throw the ball really nicely, especially in his first preseason game. But I, I don't think you can just carve people up with your athleticism. I think there's a few guys that can, Lamar Jackson being the best example of that. But I don't think Justin Fields, from an athleticism standpoint, is Lamar Jackson. So I think he's got to process still just a little bit faster. And that will come with time. But I actually applaud the Bears' for holding their ground and saying, hey, look, he's not ready yet. I like what we've seen. We're bullish on what we've seen. But if I'm going to throw him out there against the Los Angeles Rams and more specifically Aaron Donald in week number one, he better have the shot clock going off in his head and he better learn how to escape the pocket in a way that's not going to necessarily lead him to some big collisions. We saw a lot of big collisions that he absorbed at times this this uh, preseason camp. So uh, I'm optimistic, but I think it's the right move to give it a couple weeks so he's really entrenched in what they're doing offensively before they throw him out there into the wolves. Yeah, he had that one huge hit in the game against Buffalo where his helmet just went Ooh. flying off and the headband went flying. Mean, it was a, a frightening-looking play, and the good news is he wasn't hurt. Greeny and Greg McElroy, and I will remind anyone who doesn't already know this that Greg's history 
with Cam Newton goes back a long way. Maybe the most famous game Cam ever played in college was the game where at Auburn they came, was it 24 uh, nothing down to Alabama and came back and won that game? I'm sorry to bring this up, Greg. But no, I you really the- appreciate it. No, it's, it's a pleasantries. I've been exchanged early. I like it. This is good. This is good. You know, this is, you're brushing me back a little bit. I'm going to give you two thumbs down like a, like a Mets fan if, you're something, if, you, if you bring it in any tighter, huh? That is very well done by Greg McElroy, who was the quarterback on the other team that day. Um, And and so just putting that out there. And I I did notice Cam just posted this on Twitter in in that, uh, or it's actually on Instagram. And it's that, it's that funky type that he does. I don't even know how to, I don't know what font this is, but he writes, I really appreciate all the love and support during this time, but I must say, don't, please don't feel sorry for me. I'm good. One finger, one pinky, one thumb. And, and so he goes on from New England, and we'll see what his future in football is, if anything. What, what is your reaction to this, Greg? Again, the news that New England not only chooses Mac Jones, but releases Cam. I think it's the right move. Uh, based on some of the reports out of practice the other day, it didn't appear as though Cam was really all in. I mean, you saw some of the reports, Greeny, and it said that Cam was more concerned with what was going on between the play than what was actually happening during the play itself. So that gave me a little bit of an indication that was he all the way there? Was he wanting to be all in? And if there's one thing we know about Bill Belichick, especially knowing who won the Super Bowl last year, he wants to get back to the playoffs as soon as humanly possible. And I understand why they want to go in the direction. I mean, Mac Jones had a great fall camp, looked very under control, looked poised, looked mature beyond his years. So if he gives you the best chance to win right now, and that's absolutely what Bill Belichick wants to do is win right now, then you can't have a backup quarterback like Cam Newton because Cam Newton intentionally or unintentionally is going to be a lightning rod, especially if Mac Jones has a little bit of an off game. So if you're all in on Mac Jones, you can't have a guy that has such an incredible history of success in the league be the backup. It's just not going to work that way. It's not like you're bringing in Mitch Trubisky to be the backup to mm-hmm. Josh Allen. No, you're bringing in a guy that has an MVP and almost won the Super Bowl in 2015 as your backup quarterback. So I think it's the correct move, especially knowing, too, I mean, I don't know if Cam Newton is really all that comparable to Mac Jones in the style of offense that they're probably going to employ week in and week out. Brian Hoyer might actually, at this point, if Jared Stidham's not healthy, he might actually be better positioned to run the style of offense that they're likely going to run with Mac Jones under center. So I think it's the correct move to get everyone rowing in the same direction. And now I just hope that Cam can find another opportunity because he's had such a great NFL career. I just don't want it to end like this because it's been a little bit of a disappointing end to what has been a, a pretty remarkable run over the last decade. Absolutely. Greeny and Greg McElroy. People, I think, if you just close your eyes and think, how old is Cam Newton? The answer does not come back to you where it is. I, I remember the first time I looked this up, I realized with some shock, he's only 32, which by NFL standards at quarterback right now is by no means old. So, And that, I think, factors into what you're saying about having him as the backup. That said, how good is Mac Jones going to be, Greg, and how quickly? I think he's going to be really good. <laughs> now, we all talk about, okay, ceiling, right? A lot of the draft process is about ceiling. And I think we witnessed why Trevor Lawrence was drafted first overall in his performance the other night against Dallas, Grant's Dallas. But it was a pretty impressive performance, and that's the ceiling. We've also seen the floor, though, throughout the course of the preseason from Trevor Lawrence. It hasn't all been his fault, 
But he's had some less than desirable performances the first couple games to the point where people are starting to question, well, is Urban Meyer really the right guy? Understandably. I mean, they looked awful the first couple games of the preseason, and he didn't look very good. So you saw some of that gap. You saw the high highs that was against Dallas. You saw the low lows that we saw in the first couple preseason games. But with Mac Jones, what we've seen, super steady all the way throughout. He has a really high floor, and he might have a slightly lower ceiling than that of a Trevor Lawrence. But if you surround him with some good weapons, he can be really effective as a starting quarterback in this league for quite some time. He, of course, has an excellent offensive mind, and Josh McDaniels pulling the trigger on calling the plays. And he's extremely cerebral, so he can get you in the right play at the line of scrimmage probably better than that of any of the other rookie quarterbacks. Not saying the other rookie quarterbacks can't make adjustments to the line of scrimmage. I just think that Mac Jones might be better equipped to make those adjustments in a timely manner to get you in the best possible play. So uh, I think because of his knowledge, because of his acumen, because of the shoes he had to fill in college, I think also, too, his accuracy and his poise from within the pocket really has him ready to step in day one and be a starter, and in some cases probably have more success than any of the other rookie quarterbacks early on. But if I'm going to take, you know, look fast forward several years down the road, I still like the order in which the quarterbacks were drafted based Mm. on projection and ceiling. But I think if you need a guy to start right now and be difference maker right now, I think Mac Jones has an excellent chance to do that. Greeny and Greg McElroy, of course, played his college ball at Alabama. Alabama will play Saturday against Miami. So I'm looking, I did a promo for our college football weekend this morning on Get Up. And as I'm reading it, I'm getting more and more excited. Like college football is back in a huge way this weekend. And we got monster games. And let me just, for anyone who doesn't know this, we got Louisville Ole Miss on Monday. We got Notre Dame, Florida State on Sunday. And then Saturday, we have Alabama, Miami, and Georgia Clemson. So give me a quick thumbnail on those two. For the fans who uh, you know who don't live in this every single day of the off season are now getting ready to sit down and watch some football this weekend. Alabama, Miami. How much a game is that? Bama's so good. Is Miami able to make that a game? It's going to come down to the quarterback position. De'Eric King is starting quarterback for Miami. He is extremely athletic. However, he tore his ACL mm. in his last college game. That was back in December in the bowl game. So, is he back to hundred percent? They say he is. If he is. Then it becomes problematic for Alabama because Alabama has an excellent pass-rushing group of defensive linemen and outside linebackers. But if you have a guy that can run around and create on his own, then those pass rushers can't be as aggressive as they'd probably like to be. So that's the real matchup within the matchup. The Alabama pass rush against De'Eric King, the quarterback for Miami, and that offensive line for Miami. Uh, On the other side, Bryce Young making his first start, almost a millionaire already, which is pretty amazing, Mm -hmm. as everyone's talked about. But we're all anxious to see what he's going to do now with Bill O'Brien, former Houston Texans head coach, now the offensive coordinator for Alabama. Going to be really interested to see what he does to replace the Heisman Trophy winner and Mac Jones and what kind of offense they implement to make the young quarterback Bryce Young feel more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, there's all these pictures now. It's like all of a sudden Alabama's quarterback you because you got Jalen Hurts starting and you got Tua (laughs) starting and you got Mac starting. So we'll see. And, And then the other game, I just need a quick thought. Georgia-Clemson is a monster game. I mean, that could easily be a game that we see in January. And here we're going to get it the first weekend in September. Give us a quick thought on that one. Well, Clemson has had a good offseason. DJ Uyunglele is as advertised. For those that haven't watched him, he's a little like Ben Roethlisberger. Enormous and more athletic than people realize. A young Ben Roethlisberger, not Ben Roethlisberger of 2021. Mm -hmm. A young Ben Roethlisberger. 
So that's what you're going to see when you see Clemson's offense, really good weapons on the outside as well. George, on the other hand, has been beat up really bad off season. Their first string, their number one wide receiver towards ACL back in the spring, their number one pass catcher that they had hopes for coming in. He's no longer with the team. So those are the two top guys that were supposed to be the two top weapons. They're both unavailable. Their center has a broken hand. He's learned how to snap left-handed. And they've had a couple other pieces on the defensive side that have been beat up as well. If both teams are at 100%, I'd take Georgia. But I think Clemson's had the better offseason, has a little more momentum at this point. So I think it's going to be a great game, but one that I think Clemson will likely win and, and probably cakewalk the way the rest of the way through the regular season because this is by far their toughest test. Clemson's a three-point favorite in that game. Alabama, 19-and-a-half-point favorite against Miami. Greg, let's do this again as soon as possible. It is such a, just a pleasure to catch up. Hope that you're well. Enjoy the start of the season. I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you, Greeny. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. That's Greg McElroy, who's really terrific. And we originally booked him. I thought we'd get more deeply into some of the college stuff, but obviously uh, this became the biggest thing. I have one huge question for Bubba, a huge question for Bubba that I will ask in 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. How great is it when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch? Well, with ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply, you get to pick your favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates you can easily invite your top choice to apply for your job. Lauren Webb is the SVP of Talent Acquisition for Mindula Health. She raves about Invite to Apply. She says she loves the feature because, quote, we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y, to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Final uh, question of the day, and this is for Bubba. Are you ready, Bubs? Here's the question. Oh, God. So I mentioned to people already that the male spider in its life mates with just one female, and that act results in spontaneous death and genital disfiguration. So my question to you, Bubba, is if I gave you the option of these three things right now, would you choose A, spontaneous death, B, genital disfiguration, or C, dinner with Javi Baez? Which of those three would be the most upsetting to you uh, at this particular moment in time, Bubba? Wow. Those are some pretty rough options there. <laughs> I mean, and what if I told you that the food would be particularly unpleasant that you're eating without whatever it is yeah. you hate? What's a food you hate? Um, I mean, I guess I don't really eat any uh, like Asian food, I guess. OK, so fine. Guess. So that's it's sushi. <laughs> yeah. It's we're just serving sushi. sushi. Yeah, sushi would be prom. Sushi. All right. So we got sushi with Javi Baez tonight. Which are you choosing? Spontaneous death it is. <laughs> All right. Let's go. See ya. You chose wisely. That middle one is, uh, that's the one you stay away from yeah, at all no, costs. No, we don't want that. All right. Well, today, the mating habits of spiders uh, and their relative speed took over the program. With our apologies, we'll try and do better tomorrow. See you then on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.